Hey listeners, what's up? Just wanted to give two quick announcements before this episode. Uh, so we're over 10 episodes now. This is episode 11. And so I like to change things up and keep them fresh. So a few things you might notice. There's a new intro song. The one that's been on for the first 10 episodes is a song I did together with a friend of mine, Steve McCrum. Um, recorded it at his place, uh, but I wrote uh, most of the the parts. Anyway, it was just the song I had sitting around, and I never uh, found a use for it, and I was super happy to be able to use it on the podcast. It had a temporary working name of Aversion, um, and uh, I think I'm going to put it online for you guys to download um, if you like that song. Uh, so keep uh, a lookout for a link for that. You can check on the Facebook page, on Instagram, maybe even on YouTube. So sorry if you liked it, but now you'll be able to listen to it uh, whenever you want. Right now, I'm thinking every 10 episodes, we change up the intro music. So keep your ears peeled for that. There's also going to be a new uh, graphic on the videos online for the artists. Uh, probably none of you care, but we're changing things up. Uh, I tried a few new questions this week with our guest, and I think they worked out well, and we're going to keep trying to go that direction in the future. Um, oh, yeah, remember a few episodes ago when I forgot to turn my mic on for the first 10 minutes? Well, we had another technical difficulty this time. Um, luckily, it doesn't sound quite as bad as it did last time. Um, the problem is it was Hannah's mic, and it was for about 20 minutes. Um, but uh, sorry about that. Bear with me. Try not to make this happen in the future. Uh, hey, hope you enjoy this episode. I think it was a lot of fun. See ya. Okay. Oh, he's cute. Look at him. What a poop. <laughs> oh, he's sideways. Isn't he's he? sideways. I see two ears yeah. sticking out from the curtain His sideways. Heads resting on the. Just so the, the camera. I see two ears like this outside the curtain. That's the cat's head. Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 11 of the CCM podcast. That is short for Central Coast Music. Uh, and hopefully today, as in all of our episodes, you will discover a new artist that you never knew existed. Uh, and maybe they'll become your favorite. That would be great. I love when I discover someone new that I never thought I would like or whatever. And then I get to dive into their back catalog, all that stuff. So that's what this podcast is all about. I'm your host, Matt Vargo, uh, and we will always, on this podcast, interview someone active in the Central Coast music scene. Um, and the Central Coast, for those of you who aren't from California, it's this magical area hidden between Los Angeles and San Francisco that, uh, boy, to be honest, it's like one of the most beautiful areas in the world. Um, and everyone who comes through here is like, whoa, I didn't even know this place was here. Anywho, that's where we are, and so we feature musicians from around here. Today's guest is singer-songwriter, and she's the recent winner of Best Overall in the Songwriters at Play Song Contest Finals 2019. Her name is Hannah Cooper. Hey! <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Hi! You just heard her. Um, yeah, and obviously, also not the only Hannah Cooper I know in my life. So that's fun. I know. There's 40,000 Hannah Coopers. 40,000. Is yeah. that an official number? Well, I don't know. The last time I tried to Google myself just to see where I rank, it's like <laughs> on the very bottom and there's, you know, 40,000. Well, 000. after this podcast, you'll come at like number two out of 40,000, I'm sure. Maybe. Yeah. 
<laughs> I should change my name or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, here's the standard first question to all my guests. Uh, now, I know that you may have had a hectic day even leading up to this, so you can share as much or as little as you want, but how was the drive in to uh, the Casa here? The drive was quite lovely, actually. I <laughs> I flew past your road at first. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that was it. Classic mistake. Yes. Turned around, came down the road, came to a very uh, creepy chained fence with <laughs> red poles. and um, Red like hell. Yes. It, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is the, where the chainsaw massacre is going to occur. <laughs> and, um, and a UPS guy... Uh, gave me a package with your name on it, <laughs> so I got to deliver some mail, and some guy on a four-wheeler came down, he's like, can I help you? Because I was parked in front of his gate, because there's no way to turn around, and uh, luckily he didn't have a shotgun with him, uh, and, uh, fortunate. you know, he saw that I was harmless, just a very lost uh, musician up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that's how it was. It was exciting. Heard, yeah, and then Matt came down and saved me. Yes. The end. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of where to start. It was a very eventful. Uh, Hannah getting here was was one of the most exciting arrivals that we've ever had here because we've had some people go miss my house and keep going up the road to the owner's house up there. Oh. Um, so that's what I thought happened first. Turns out you were at the chain, which had been locked by somebody else. Yes. Um, yes. At the same time this is happening, oh. I turn around and there's a husky, a large, beautiful husky in our yard. If, you, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've probably figured out we live in the middle of nowhere. And so I don't see other people or other animals uh, other than wild animals. So like, what is going on? I'm supposed to be driving down to unlock the chain right now. So I have to... <laughs> Call the owners on the dog tag and say, hey, your dog is over here. I don't know where you live. Um, anyway, yeah. Meanwhile, Hannah's on the phone with me, and I can hear her saying to the UPS guy, hey, do I need to sign for this? <laughs> so Hannah's the mailman. She's, uh, yeah, this, it was it's quite That's a bit. Exciting. It was quite a bit. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, but now you're here. Happy Friday. Yeah, it's Friday, yeah. everybody. I don't know what day you're listening to this, but well, it's probably a Wednesday because that's when we release. Um, <laughs> cool. So uh, we're going to get into this. So uh, like we do every podcast, we get to know um, the musician sitting on my couch right there. Um, so we like to get to know some of the history behind you, some of maybe your musical influences. Uh, and then uh, we music nerd out usually part of the time, talk as songwriters, fellow musicians. So uh if this is your first episode listening, if you're a follower of Hannah's and say, uh, oh, she's she's on a podcast, I should listen. She'll get to play two songs later. They'll be videoed and on Facebook and YouTube uh, and all that stuff. So keep sticking around to hear two songs. Uh, ready, Hannah? I'm ready. Cool. Uh, let's learn a little bit about where you came from. And I'm, I'm going to give spoiler alert here. When I answered the phone, when Hannah called, oh. called me back, it said, Minnesota. <laughs> Well, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> I love the Minnesota accent. Oh, yeah. It's the thing. Is it real? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, it's why totally don't? Real, why yeah. am I not hearing it right now? Uh, why? Well, I, I don't know. I think I moved away. You like, purposely? Yeah. I know. Well, actually, when I hang out with my sister, it comes out. More. Oh boy. She's like, I love that. Oh, let's go to the breweries. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds fun. Ooh, let's grab the hockey stick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That was probably a horrible Minnesota accent. But, um, yeah. Well, don't worry. So, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I've well well concealed my Pittsburgh accent. 
Um, you, so, yeah, I don't really yeah. notice that. No, I'm from California, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But well, no, so were you born in Minnesota? I was born and raised. Yeah? Yeah. Graduate high school there? Yeah, high school yeah. and uh, community college. And then fled shortly after that. Fled. Fled the lakes. Fled, yeah. Yes. It, was, it was a small town, Brainerd. Brainerd, okay. Is there just, also a... Yeah, just like the Fargo movie, you can say it. Oh, Everyone's I, I, just don't, like, I miss it. No, I, I, no? Okay. I don't have it. Oh, okay. What, now you have to tell us, though, what, what should I have just said? Oh, just the, <laughs> you know, the, they mentioned Brainerd in the Fargo movie. Oh, okay. And it's apparently the town where all the prostitutes live. Oh, I see. <laughs> now, are the... It's the, not like that. The ac- where, uh, we've already gotten off of where you grew up. Well, sort of. The accents in Fargo... They're obviously hilarious, but are are they really an exaggeration, or is that pretty accurate? The actually no, they are accurate, but up north. Okay, northern so Minnesota. So the further you head down to Minneapolis, you don't hear it as much. Turns more into Midwest, maybe. Yeah. 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 Uh, good stuff. So here's a selfish question, which longtime listeners now are going to be like, Matt, cut it out with the hockey questions. But uh, any any hockey in your, your life growing up? or Yeah. 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 Did you, did you oh, ever yeah. play any or just went um, to friends' games? Or? Floor hockey I played. Cool. Yeah. And then um, I wasn't on a team, but I'd love to go out and skate yeah. in so, the wintertime. So the open rinks, I just you know take my stick and puck and just nice. fire yeah. it around. for. And do the... In Minnesota, do the lakes freeze over enough to go skating on oh, the lakes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for That's sure. That's pretty cool. But um, the issue with that, though, is um, having them plowed. So ah, well, it's, yeah, It's right. not smooth ice exactly. on yeah. some parts, so you, you know. Get the Zamboni out there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Head first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, cool. You graduated high school, community college. We'll get into how you... Well, I guess let's do that now. So now you're living... Um, out here on the West Coast. So what led to you uh, escaping the land of a thousand lakes? Uh, you know, I was, I was about 20, 20 years old, 21. No, I was 21. And uh, I just, I was, it was a small town. Brandon is a small town. I just wanted to get away and get away from everyone and just <laughs> go out there and see yeah. the world. So I moved to Oregon my friends had a place that I could kind of crash in until I cool. got my feet on the ground and were they from Minnesota too and had escaped they were originally from Oregon oh okay and then moved to Minnesota ah I see so I spent nine years up there I lived on the coast Lincoln City and then a couple of years in Eugene and then five or so years in in uh, Ashland Oregon. oh yeah so you're not the first person who lived in Ashland on the podcast. The the oh. Harmony people. Um, there, go listen to the episode. I'll, I'll say. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were episode uh, four on the three or four. Um, but yeah, they have a home in Ashland. And they talked about going up there to write. Oh, nice. So yeah, that's it's cool. yeah. I love Ashland. Most um, of the songs are actually written in Ashland. Oh, nice. So. Um, I'm just gonna put a marker here because I watched your uh, marker. That's a that's not the right word. <laughs> we're going to ask you this later that's what i'm trying to say okay. but uh, i watched your music video and there was a lot of beautiful scenery that did not look like it was from the central coast or california so i'll yeah, ask no. you about that okay later um and remind me if i forget okay. but um so then uh how'd you end up in california so i was uh my partner and i were long distance she lived in reno i was living in ashland and she got a job in santa cruz ah. she's like let's not be long distance anymore yeah so. I moved down here with her. There you go. Nice. 
So you guys met in the middle. Well, not yep. sort of. Kind of. Ish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, cool. And now, uh, so we are now to living in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. So the travels of Hannah, we have followed those. Um, now let's get let's go music side. Let's learn about your yeah your music background. So when did you when did music start becoming a part of your life? Um, always it's always been a part always of the life yeah. was it uh was your family did they introduce you to an instrument or have stuff around the house or? uh they didn't but they definitely uh introduced me to listening to music okay my parents would just constantly be listening to music and different varieties of genres and uh and my dad uh, had quite the influence uh theatrical influence on me so he was in musicals you know, so it's like the influence of like Roger Hammerstein and uh, Leonard Bernstein, yeah, West Side okay. Story, and just right. all that kind of music I grew up with and just fell in love with. Okay. Just loved it. So, um, let's see. So, did you start singing first? Was that the first way that you started participating in music? Yeah, yeah, choirs. Okay. So I was in, you know, like church choirs when I was a kid, and then once we, you know, K through twelve, choirs all through school. Nice, and that was out of your interest that you joined it. Yeah, correct? yeah. Because yeah. at my high school, choir was the throwaway class you could take for oh. like the extra credit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which I'll have to tell you the story way. later. It's it's epic. Maybe someday on the podcast I'll tell the story. But okay. <laughs> but you joined not because it was a throwaway credit, but because you wanted to sing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, very cool. So yeah, so you have been around a lot of that—the musicals, the choir music. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. And then when did you learn guitar? Was that the first instrument, guitar? Or yeah, was there... guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I picked that up when when I was like twelve, I think. And uh, this is so funny. Well, this isn't funny. So MTV, you know, they would have like different artists on, and and sometimes they would have uh, a group. One in particular was the Backstreet Boys, and never they would, heard of them. Ne- <laughs> and they would like a part of the screen they would cut in half, uh-huh. and they would like show the tabs oh. as the song was playing. MTV would do this. Yes. What? Okay. This is on MTV, and I'm like, oh my god! I got so excited, and so I ran downstairs. This is like right when I uh, bought the guitar and popped in a VCR, and re- you know how you can record a, v- a what a v- a DVD, uh, you mean? No, no, VCR. A, a Blu-ray disc? No, no, <laughs> the tapes. We have we have young people listening. Okay. Oh, no, okay. So this is <laughs> <laughs> this is way before DVDs. Yes, well, no, I understand. it's not too. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm there with you. A VCR player. Being stupid. And you can yeah you can record TV shows. So right, I recorded it. Which you can't do with DVD, by the way. I know. Yeah. So no, you can't. Technology, my butt. But yeah. I mean, you could you YouTube everything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. So, well, that's cool. So, so I learned how to kind of just play from this this. All those guitar yeah. parts in Backstreet Boys songs, yep. you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, I never heard of that, but that's cool. So that yeah. kind of was YouTube learning before there was YouTube. Before, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was. learning by the screen. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay, and then. Um, well, you talked about what your parents put on, but what were some what were what was some music? Obviously, Backstreet Boys, maybe, or maybe that was just the first one that came on. But what was some music you really enjoyed as a kid, as a youngster? Uh, you know, I really did enjoy pop music, yeah. and I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think I just I don't know. I kind of veered more toward 
um, appreciating the craft of songwriting, mm-hmm. which led me to Cole Porter and um, you know Leonard Bernstein, yeah. for example, and and currently like the Punch Brothers and Gabriel Kahane and just like these incredible musicians that are just you know it, they're incredible, yeah. you know. But I do have an, a, a very high appreciation for Max Martin who just happens to write all of these crazy pop songs that are... Oh, he's a songwriter yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's the guy that... Uh, he, I mean, he writes for Adele. He writes for all the all the little pop stars. Yeah. And uh, there's a talent for that, you know? It's, yeah. I don't... Um, I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> I don't want my music to sound like that. But I appreciate. Okay, but so that influenced just your appreciation for songwriting. Yeah, and like the Um, strong hooks that he, you know, it's like, yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, there's a an art, a talent, experience, skill. I mean, that's all. It all goes into it. There's Mm -hmm. a reason that guy has written so many hits. Yeah. uh, Because he. Yeah. Yeah, he studied it himself, probably. Probably. Um, I don't think he just woke up one day and wrote 15 hits. No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Very cool. All right. In a few minutes, we're gonna have you play your first song, Hannah. But uh, sort of, let's sort of put a bow on all this music stuff and on your your journey. So, obviously, you live in Santa Cruz, but I see your name down mm-hmm. here. You know, a few times a month playing gigs and stuff. Um, so, I guess I have two questions in one. Let's start with the first one. Okay. Is Santa Cruz the Central Coast? <laughs> um, kind of, sort of. You know, it's like north. But it's not quite north, but it's not south. I haven't thought it's, about the uh, answer to this before asking you. Yeah, I don't... But I, I think know. I have an answer we could agree upon. Okay. I think it's in the transition zone from the Bay Area to the Central Coast. Hopefully. It's in the gray area. It is in the gray. It's definitely in the gray area. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, some folks are like, oh, no, that's Bay Area. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't say it has the vibe of the Central Coast. No, it it's, doesn't. It's its own little yeah. deal there. It, yeah. For sure. It, it's, yeah, it doesn't have the, but it doesn't the have slow. The, it doesn't have the slow vibe. But it doesn't quite have the Bay way. Area vibe either. No. It's its own place. Yeah. You know what it is? It's Oregon in California, isn't it? Uh, I wouldn't Is say it Portland in, in California? No, it's not Portland. So I haven't been there to Oregon, so I'm definitely above my pay grade when I say uh, that. It might be. But. Maybe it's like Eugene. It's more like Eugene. Ah, Eugene. Yeah. Okay. Sort of, kind of. I would of. love to. I need to go to Oregon, so I don't talk about my You might butt with never come back. So I hear. So, so I, hear. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to beat out the Central Coast, but yeah. anyway, in my opinion. All right. So living in Santa Cruz, you would think there's plenty of opportunity to play oper- bleh, opportunities to play music there, and even more so in the Bay Area, which isn't far. So, um, what is it that keeps bringing you down to this area, the Central Coast, which is a further drive to play all these gigs? Explain that, please. Uh, well, for one, the drive is quite lovely. It's you take, much. I'm guessing the 101. Right? Yes, yeah. head south the 101 versus going on the 880 into um, madness. <laughs> and um, if you're from a small town like me, you just avoid traffic like that, huh. <laughs> like the plague. So agreed. <laughs> so I just started coming. Well, um, Steve Key. Uh, saw that I had um, came close to winning 
uh, first prize in uh, the Santa Cruz songwriter, and he's oh, they have one up there. Yeah, oh, well, cool. they used to, not anymore. But uh, okay. he's like, considering your success, you yeah. want to come down here and try our song contest? Nice. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I started coming down to Morro Bay, and um, oh my God, the songwriters down here right really good yeah they're incredible all of them and steve is a sweetheart and i just i just kept coming back it's yeah. like you know and then he he's like this hub mm-hmm. where you just meet all these musicians right so it's like yeah. i didn't find that in the bay area i didn't uh, find that in santa cruz the sense of community. yeah i didn't find the sense of yeah. community well yeah so. so for listeners han and i basically have met once before and it was at the song contest finals mm-hmm. so you've probably heard if you've been listening to past episodes quite a few well the majority of the people i've had on i've met from the steve keys songwriters at play thing um and um well, I have, I have two thoughts going in my brain, but I'll try to finish each one in, in order. But so I just met Hannah at the last song contest, which was the finals. So there's, what, nine or something? They do nine or ten. And then the yep. best overall winner from each one all gets to come to this final contest. And Hannah won the best overall out of all the best overalls, which is pretty good. Um, and so that's where we met. And that was really fun because it was all these other musicians um, who were playing in it, and even people like me and uh, Regina Basin, uh, who had played mm-hmm. other ones, and we were just coming because all of our friends were playing the song contest. And it was such a fun night because you're just surrounded by friends, musicians. Every single one of the nine or ten performers is obviously excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a, it was just an awesome night. So it was. That's yeah. I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and I get the second thought I wanted to get to, is this is now episode 11 of this podcast, which is cool. We've you know double digits now. Um, and man, we have not had a dud in the 11. You know, like I listen to these episodes and I look at the people I've had. I'm like, geez. They're all good. good. <laughs> I would listen to all of these. And I get to because now I've recorded their songs and they're on my computer. <laughs> so I get to listen whenever I want. Uh, and that's the benefit is so do you, listener. You get to hear all these people too. Um, it's great. Don't cool. you think? Oh, yeah. 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 It's great. I'm glad yeah. I started I'm, this Yeah, I'm glad I'm down here again. This is, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So that's a great, perfect transition to I think it's time to hear your first song. All right. All right. Give us a moment, everybody. All right, Hannah, tell us a quick little bit about the song, what it's called. Go for it, please. Okay. Well, I want to share this one with you. This is called Oh, Those Expectations. And it's basically about someone who places their expectations above or below, I guess. That leads us into struggling through getting to our next place in life or whatever. Uh, This particular story is about expectations with uh, a relationship that I had, so...
wines, cups of coffee, delicious wines that when we looked up, we just poured another cup. And after a while, we floated all our trial, but then we got stuck. What's this? We're in a muck. Oh, those expectations never fail. Saturate something so pure and frail as I liked you. You liked me. So let's go back to play and forget about that day. Though the things we do disturb. Our friends, they're all concerned. We forgot to feed ourselves. Let's just admit we're overwhelmed. A back step to firm ground could crumble everything around. Oh, those expectations never fail. Saturate something so pure and frail as I loved you. You loved me. So let's take some time to find our minds. Let's give some space to remember our place. You see, I need and you need and we need to talk this through till all is said. To find some grounds we both can mend to hope for love and be friends. I'm not quite sure where to go. My heart keeps telling me slow, slow. Another will appear like this. Then suddenly I crave a kiss. Tans confuse me more and more. It gets harder opening new doors. But still I insist. There's so much I don't want to miss. And your love has shown me how to grow in ways the universe could only know. So here I am still listening. All right, that was a beautiful song. Uh, very nice. I feel like in this atmosphere with the birds chirping outside and like the blue sky and the trees, that's just like, everything's good, man. Yeah. Um, so, we were just talking about this before I hit record. Tell me about your guitar. Um, what makes this one special or why you like it? Well, this is the one that I had since I was 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. it's <coughs> I, uh, It was expensive. My parents were slightly offset that I bought that guitar and they're like why don't you save up for a vehicle instead <laughs> I'm like well because this is really nice it stays in tune it's oh my just gosh. It's nice you know it's a tailor so yeah. I just I've had it forever and it's uh you know it's getting banged up I had some right. work done on it and it's older so I had to replace you know that the um, the pickup system that oh, they really? put in the older tailors is oh. apparently uh, garbage. Oh really? So. See, I'm, I guess I'm familiar with the 
newer ones? Yeah, the newer ones um, are, are good. The Taylor Expression System or whatever yep. it's called? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you had to pay to get that upgraded. It wasn't just yeah. like, Taylor was like, hey, thanks for buying from us. Here's a new... Yeah. <laughs> this is our this is our crap product. Yeah, oh now gosh. here's the new one. This is upgraded. The new ones are awesome, though, I will yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's better. The wires are smaller. You know, it's not like yeah. having Windows 92 inside the sound hole. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. You mentioned something funny. Well, uh... No, I'll do that. No, let's do it now. Um, <laughs> you said it stayed in tune, so you must have had a cheap guitar before that that didn't stay in tune. Yeah, one of those Johnsons. That. Okay. You know, just yeah. like $150. Right. Just, how many uh, years did you learn on that? I think I can do the math by what you said, but like, how long did you have the cheap one that you learned on? And uh, I had that one for like four years, five okay. years. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I want a nice one. Yeah. You know. Good call. So... Well, obviously, when you buy a quality instrument, it lasts you a while. Except, of course, the <laughs> right. The except, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I notice it's a cutaway, and you yeah. do uh, you have a little more jazz influence, it seems. So mm -hmm. you do move up and down the fretboard. Do you use yeah. those upper frets much with the cutaway? Um, you know, I I do more on the seven string that I play. You have a seven string. Yeah. So do I. Really? An electric or an ac acoustic seven string? It's a classical. Oh, acoustic. a classical. So is it electric? A well, you can wow. amplify it. Okay, so it's an acoustic instrument. Yeah. Seven string. Seven string, but it's classical. Wow. So, so the classical is it a lower string or is it a? Yeah, the lower string. Okay, low B. Uh, a. I turned a. a. Oh, drop A kind yeah. of. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Well, my metal days are to blame for my seven string, but oh, okay. seven string electric. You know, okay. Shredder mobile. Um, oh. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Shredder Town. Take it to Shredder Town, USA. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, and I guess this is uh, why I wanted to ask you this before, the old guitar question. You were telling me you use flat-wound strings. I do. So this is going to be a nerd moment, but musicians, stick with us here. So why why the flat-wounds? Um... Um, well, I, I hold down my fingers a lot when I change chords. Ah, and that, slide. That get, yeah, I slide yeah. and I, I kind of pull up bass notes sometimes in the same position you know you're staying in position but you're sliding maybe a fret up or something or down yeah. and it's uh the squeaks got to me yeah so that, <laughs> this the guy mentioned noises yeah you know flat wands and i'm like what's that he's like well you know you can put them on that and i'm like oh okay he's like usually they're for electric but so i put them yeah i haven't yeah. i haven't changed them so yeah so they don't squeak and to me the tone seems a little warmer Darker. Yeah, it's warmer, but it's also it's it's dead too. Like yeah. it doesn't have that resonating uh, sound that the you know your the nickel or yeah. yeah that your nickel has. Yeah. So you know, and it's it, it's an acoustic instrument, so it's like you know people want to hear that resonating. But it, I amplify yeah. it right. every time I play. So yeah. it's, <laughs> like why? Yeah. It, you know. Um. You know, this is fun. Know. Just just let's do, let's have a demonstration real quick. So here's my regular guitar okay am i gonna get this in front i think it's in an open tuning though yeah a very sad open tuning but if i were to slide my fingers up you hear this noise right okay yeah slide your fingers up that one all right it's, it's just the rubbing of your there's not that high the, uh, yeah, yeah here we can make a rap song if we want on my Right, but can't quite do those on the flat ones. No. <laughs> so that's the benefit of flat ones. Uh, <laughs> quick guitar lesson there on CCM podcast. That was fun. Um, cool. All right. So 
All right, we're going to do something new on this this podcast with you that I have not done in previous podcasts. Okay. Um, and I thought it would be fun yeah. to do. So let's do some musical would-you-rather questions. Oh, okay. Most of these are... Well, some of them are unrealistic and some of them are realistic. Okay. So we're going to try to get through these. All right. And you can feel free to add a why to any of these questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're going to try this. That's this, all right. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, if, this, if this crashes and burns, you've ruined it for everybody after you. That's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Would you rather perform a song missing the high E or the low E? Oh, the high E. You can miss the, oh, the yeah, high E. Oh, yeah, take it off. You can get rid of it right now. I don't... The hell with it. <laughs> but you need your bass notes, right? Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, you need your foundation. Agreed. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be just the guitarist in a band or just the vocalist? <gasps> just the vocalist. Just the vocalist? Yeah. Because you are, we already mentioned that was your first instrument. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Um, would you rather write only lyrics or write only music? Oh, God, only music. <laughs> to hell with lyrics. <laughs> Throw them out the window, all of them. We don't need words. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Just kidding, we need words. No, yeah. we don't. You just said it. No. <laughs> no, it's a lot. What's that? Um, wow, God. Sound of silence. Oh, yeah. They talk about how words are useless. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. People de speaking mode, without or, uh, Yeah, deposh mode. Is that who did it first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Mm, oh, they might have said something like that, too. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, would you rather play only in front of an audience and never at home, or only at home and not in front of an audience? Oh, in front of an audience. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's you enjoy like, the live performance. Yeah, well, that's like the, the main, I mean, that's like the final ingredient you need for, you know, for the yeah. cake. Okay. You know, that's like, that's your frosting. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Frosting on the cake. Yeah. Um, would you rather uh, play in a new city or in a very familiar venue? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say new city. New city. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, here's the last one that I've come up with so far. Would you rather play in 100 degree weather or in 30 degree weather? 100. Why? Cause my I can't move my fingers when it's cold out. <laughs> yeah, can't do it. seriously. I'd rather be like a pile of water and yeah. be able to move my fingers <laughs> than just, you know, have my jaw lock up and my fingers yeah. lock up and yeah. Uh, first time I played, and I think it was like 50 degree weather. I was like, why aren't my fingers moving? Yeah. Why can't I play the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. And then you play at Sculptera. Have you played at Sculptera? I have. Uh, and yeah. then that's legitimately 100 degrees for some of the year. Yeah. Mostly in the shade, but not always. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like you can sing. It's easier to sing in hot weather. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was fun. I think we're going to do that yeah. again with another guest. I like guest. that too. Yeah. So here's another, and now just sort of transitioning out of that, some more rapid fire music related questions. Okay. But again, you can expound as much as you'd like okay. on any of these. Okay. What was the. Uh, well, I, I'm going to modify this question based on an earlier answer. Okay. So it'll be a two-parter. So I'll um, give you the original. Here's the original. What was the first thing you learned on guitar? Oh, okay, yeah. My first song was the Backstreet Boys, I Want It oh, That right. Way. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, from MTV. Yeah. How about this? What was the first chord you learned? 
Do you remember? Uh, I think it was G. G. Yep, G. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's there's the modification. What's the first song? Now, I guess this is different, but I'll just ask it, and you can tell me what you think. What's the first song you learned to sing? Do you learn to sing songs, or do you just sing them? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I I realized. don't know if I can remember that. The yeah. first song I learned to sing. That's fine. That's that was, that was a late a late modification there. So yeah. you can come back okay. come back later. Come back. <laughs> uh, this is this is only I ask this because I know I have a funny answer on this. So what chord do you play when you pick up the guitar? The first is there like you always go to the same chord when you pick up the guitar? Uh no. What do you do when you pick up a guitar? What do you usually play first? Um. I usually start working on something um, that I'm trying to write. Okay, something fresh. Yeah, yeah something fresh yeah. or, um, yeah, yeah, something fresh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, you're right. Now that you say that, I do that. Yeah. Too. So yeah. that's interesting. All right. Um, again, just based on my own personal experience, is there a key you tend to write a lot of songs in, like? No, there isn't. You you are an equal opportunity yeah. key writer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think... Oh, I don't know. I think... Uh, God, what, what's that key? I don't even know what that key is. G-sharp. Yeah, I like G-sharp. No capo. You go... Yeah, no capo. I don't even see a capo on the headstock there, so... Yeah, no. No cheating for him. Yeah. Well, I took lessons from this guy in Ashland for like a year and a half, which is... This is kind of where I got my jazz influence okay. from. He was a I was seven. about to ask you, so continue, please. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Like, he's 85 years old, just play, you know, seven-string jazz guitarist, and, you know, he's played with, like, the greats. Nice. And, um, and I took lessons from him, and he's like don't use a capo until you understand where everything is on the guitar. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. That's going to take forever. Had you like, used a capo before Play all that? the G chords on yeah. the guitar. Yeah. Like, up and down the neck. I'm like... D shape, A shape. Okay, right. D -shape, D -shape. And I was just like, oh, God. So I just... I I wrote... I cheated once, and I wrote one song. I'm telling. With a capo. Don't say anything <laughs> to him. Luckily, you're not being recorded and broadcast right. on the internet right now. <laughs> So I just, yeah, I just kind of avoid the capo, I guess. No. That's cool. I mean, that's a, as yeah. a former guitar teacher, I, that's a great, I think that's a good way to approach it. I've told my students that too. I'd say, yeah. learn, learn how to play the chords first and then. Right. And then you can add the, you know, because the capo adds like the, the tonality. The open know. strings, yeah, the, the shapes you can do. Yeah. 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 But uh, learn, learn how to do that without, yeah. 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 Cool. So. Um, good. So yeah, and uh, so now I guess it only makes sense. Let's talk songwriting because that's one of my favorite things to do with fellow songwriting. So um, here's uh, the standard. The standard question I kind of ask everybody is, uh, what does a typical songwriting process for you look like? It could look different all the time, but give me an idea as far as um, music and lyrics. We we have heard about your hatred for the lyrics. So <laughs> when they come in relation to the music, how long it takes to idea to completion like what's that like uh, um well i usually start with the chords which come from an emotion that i'm feeling you know it's like if i have an interaction with someone or if i'm thinking about um you know the, um, 
abortion rights in this country and it, and it has this, you know, this, this emotion that starts to build up in me, you know, and I, I try to find what that sounds like hmm. on the guitar. Interesting. So I start there and then I kind of try to figure out how to put a beat to that, you know. How to make it groovy. How to, yeah, how to groove it or how to just kind of put a little more life in it. Um, and then I kind of, you know, from there I'm like, okay, does this, does this want, like, how elaborate do I want the chorus or a bridge, you know? And I usually yeah. write all of that mostly out first. And then I'm like, okay, now, now for the fun part, which is the melody. I love, uh, I love the melody. Okay. And that still, makes sense Still no words though, still no words. So I'm okay. just, you know, so it's like la 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 la, just mm -hmm. trying to find something. Or fake trumpets. Or, fake trumpets yes. or something, yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, but of, oftentimes words start to come out when I okay. start messing around with, yep. with melodies. And uh, from there it's like, okay. I have to figure yeah, out how to turn this into a story or mm. make this sound appealing to the listener, lyrically. Yeah. You know, because I, I, uh, I don't. It's really hard for me to listen to lyrics. Like when someone's playing, I'm always like listening. Oh, that's a second inversion G chord. Or, <laughs> oh, that's a something. You know, I'm like yeah. so tuned in to the you know the the chords and the rhythm that they're playing that I just I don't hear the words. Oh, interesting. So. Interesting because you came from a vocal concentrated. Uh, I would think you'd be the other type, where you'd listen to the melody first. Oh, um, so that's interesting. The, well, the melody definitely sticks. I suppose if yeah. it's yeah, if it's if it's a good yeah. melody, but yeah, uh, it's. I think that's why I reach for the melodies in show tunes. Mm -hmm. You know, and like Cole Porter. You know, it's like those are those are those stick out and they're so unique. You know, you listen to a lot of the music today, it's, you know, the melodies range maybe might be four or five notes yeah. that they use. And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm bored. You, you know, this is a that? fun song to dance to, but I'm bored. Okay, yeah. I'm going to put on some Punch Brothers or something. So. You ever seen the, the meme where it's a picture of a keyboard and it has five keys on it? And it says, modern songwriting kit or something? Yeah, I did <laughs> see that, yeah. It's like, yep. that's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. Oh, so, that's sad. Um, oh, that's Back sad. in my day, people used to write music with seven notes. Um, <laughs> and no, I feel 12 like notes on a scale. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um so it's funny because people who know my music know I'm definitely more of a, a rock guy. Um, but in my vocal lessons and in my choir days, I did have to do a lot of those show tune stuff. Mm. Um, and something that you never think about till you know till you've written some melodies is how perfectly the lyrics and the melodies work for the voice part they're written for. So like if you're a tenor. You get this tenor song, and everything just works right. The mm -hmm. words fall in the right place. The, the you vowels. Know, the melody, the, yeah. the notes come up at the right time. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a work of art. It and, is. Like, you know, so much thought put into that. Yeah, you might hear it and be like, oh, it's one of those annoying songs. They just burst into song. Like, ne that ever happens in real life? Right, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> People don't usually burst into song. Unless you're around a bunch of musicians, then they might. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but what, it gave me an appreciation for show tunes when it was like, wow, that melody is so perfectly written. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah, yeah anyway. Um, so, um, how about this? I'll, I'll, here's a sub-question. Um, how about this? What's the shortest amount of time and the longest amount of time it's taken you to finish a song? <laughs> oh 
Well, I mean, I'm still working on songs that I started a couple of years ago. Yeah. How many years do you think? Like. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know, like a year or two. You know, it's like, I feel like it'll... Uh, I, some, some of the songs you just can't force. Yeah. You know, I don't want to force it out. And, you know, and I, I feel like when you do force it, then it's not honest. I, I really try to focus it, you know, have... You know, when you complete a song, if if there's such a thing as completing a song, <laughs> is to just try to get it to its most authentic state. You know, so it's like, here's, you know, here you can kind of like see how it's formed, how it's shaped. And then from there, I feel like performing it like 30 times or so also kind of shapes it yeah. into where it wants to land more as well mm -hmm. it's like you know buying a pair of brand new undies you know it's like you gotta stretch them out <laughs> and just you know get comfortable with them then it takes some wearing and then and then the song is like okay yeah this is where it wants to hang out that's a great analogy yeah <laughs> You know, this is going to be even more hilarious compared to the analogy you just used. Because I just had the wor the world's artsiest analogy popped into my head when you were talking about that. <laughs> so, here's a... Usually I'm the person making the underwear analogies, not oh. the person with the profound deep thoughts. So this is great. I'm, you make me feel very very good about my brain right now. Um, I was going to say, the way you just said that, it's so true. A song, uh, yeah, after performing enough times, like, there's... Uh, does this shift and it just kind of like settles into place you know and i was gonna say it's like it's like a rock that's been sitting in a stream for a while how it gets all smooth on the yes, edges you know? yeah um that's yeah you know? boom yeah instant song right there that's there yeah. there it is yeah. we need to write it together and next wednesday we should play that play it. <laughs> oh god by the yeah, way it can only uh, be two chords though <laughs> yeah, uh, by the way hannah and i are playing uh the same gig wow that's a loud oh yeah hannah and i are both playing uh well, from when we're recording this, it'll be next Wednesday. When you're hearing this, it'll be in the past. But uh, July 24th at Branch Street Deli, both on the bill. Hannah's doing her featured set because she won the song contest. Uh, and I'm just lucky to be there. Um, oh, so It's good to have you there. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah, Hannah's never heard me sing, so this is fun because we could, we could tell her anything right now. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a smooth jazz. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, shake my hips a lot. Smooth, smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Um, we are talking about songs. Oh, authentic. shortest song. Shortest, okay, yeah. It was about a week. A so, week, okay. Yeah. You, have you ever had one where, uh, like, one night, it's just like, bam. You know, Kinda, yeah. It, it, it came close with one night, and, I mean, I think if I worked on it for two or three more hours, then, oh, no, that's not true. Yeah, I did write one in a night. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you can get, like, the bulk of it. You know, it's like, this is the, this is, you basically have almost all the blocks. Yeah. All you have to do is just kind of rearrange a few things and then, yep. poof. Those are great, but they don't come by very often, huh? No. no. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is, um, I started out adding this question recently because I, earlier I asked you what some of your early influences were, the stuff that you got hooked on. So mm -hmm. let's bring it full circle. Is there something lately that you've uh, listened to that's, and, I, you know, I like to open it up, not even, doesn't even have to be an album or an artist, um, maybe a movie you watched or something that just uh, mm. has recently uh, inspired you or uh, anything like that that you can think of. Uh, you know, the waltz, f 
for the music Carousel, and it's I think it's like the overture, the overture before before the show begins. I've been hooked on that lately, and then Gershwin's music, mm. which I mean. You ask me new stuff when this no, is, this this is, is actually a very old artist, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, you're answering it the right way, because that's what I want to know. Oh, okay. For okay. you. Yeah, I'm just kind of discovering, you know, Gershwin and how the Gospels really influenced his music. Okay. And, like, where he got that sound from. It's just, like... He has a one-of-a-kind sound, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's... Oh. It's, like... Yeah, it's incredible. Incredible. It's... Uh, I would, I would love to get there someday, you know, but I think it would require going going to a, a school, going back to ah, school and really yeah. studying composition. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, so now uh, the listeners have heard your first song. They've heard your background, what you listen to, something new. Is there something that people might be surprised to know that you enjoy listening to that, that is kind of outside the, the framework you've given us? Um... Well, I just went to Pride in San Francisco, and it was my first Pride. Oh yeah, in San Francisco, it was yeah. amazing. Oh right, right. Yeah. And uh, and I'm I'm gay, so uh, this guy turned me on to this Whitney Houston and uh -huh. Kygo remix, and it's just um, it's awesome. Interesting. Yeah, I just love it. It's so, so much it was fun. a remix of a Whitney Houston mm -hmm. song. Okay. Yeah. So, cool. And, and I'm I'm really into Lucius right now. The, um, there's two two female vocalists. They're so it's rad music. It's really cool. And uh, oh, what's the other? I can't think of them right now. But yeah, cool. those those two. All right, this has been a fun conversation. So let's hear your second song. Uh, Hannah's got a gig in uh, two hours ish here hour and a half yeah. um so we gotta let her play this song and then get to her next gig so time for song two in moments time for song two from hannah and then hannah is going to go to her next gig so once again please uh set up the song tell us what you're going to play uh so i'm going to play a uh, cover and uh this is kind of one of the bands that inspired me to have some fun rhythms in my in my music that i write so this is called uh, Crash Into You. Oh, wait, no. Crash Into Me. Yeah. You've got your ball You've got your chain Tied to me tight Tie me up again Who's got their claws in you, my friend? Into your heart I'll beat again Sweet like candy to my soul Sweet you rock and sweet you roll Lost for you, I'm so lost For you when you come to
touch your face just so I know in your eyes love it grows so I'm bare-boned and crazy for you when you come crash into me and I come into you there through the window and I stare at you where nothing but you wear it so well well I'm tied up and twisted the way I like to be with you with me when we come crash into So time for you to go. Before you go, uh, tell us where people can find you, follow you, go to your shows. Yeah. So at Hannah Cooper Songs is the little name I use for the Facebook and the Instagram. And then uh, if you really want to follow me, HannahCooperSongs.com. And Hannah is a palindrome, so you can spell that backwards. HannahCooperSongs.com. Two ends, of course. Yes. All my shows are on there, and... Uh, by the time you hear this, you might be able to come to a show on uh, August 29th in Salinas, and I'll be splitting that bill with the wonderful Dan Beck, who is a wonderful jazz guitarist. So Nice. Cool. Yeah. Enjoy your drive out. I'll make sure the chain is down for you this time as cool. you leave, awesome. and uh, maybe you'll get some more mail from me. Who knows? Yeah. That'd be great. They would just bring everything full uh, circle. Yeah, I'll let you know, and then I'll just bring it back up here. And <laughs> yeah, next Wednesday. I'll give it to yeah. you. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Drive safe. Thank you. Hasta la vista.